Hello and welcome to the Labyrinth of Lore. I am Stephen. And I am Miriam. There's a good chance this might not be recording, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to check. It just keeps popping up weird things at me. <laughs> Sorry that we've had a little bit of a downtime between our episodes. Bit of I, a brief hiatus, as it were. I went on a combination of fun cross-country trips. I almost got stuck in Texas because I was down there when there was disaster lighting. It was amusing. <laughs> And I've been in Scotland. I've been prepping to learn Scotland, slash going to Scotland, slash starting classes, and all of that. So I've been a little... I've finally settled in after being in for about a week and a half. It's great. I'm pretty sure this sec... Yeah, basically the day after I got back from cross-countryness, you got back... You left for uh, the first step of your Scotland hop, skip, and jump. Pretty much. Um, that kind of sums it up pretty since I detoured in California just a few days with my family and then flew out to Sterling, Scotland, which was a lovely, lovely long day of traveling. I think I ended Ooh, up being... Got, uh, it is definitely having a script some sort. Oh dear. So, hey, let's end this call and we'll see if I can figure out what it's doing. <laughs> is this better? Just for some we cannot control the MP3 Skype recorder window today. It just won't let okay. me, so this is going to be fun. Do you want to start again? No, no, it's totally fine to keep going. It recorded it. Okay. Yeah, so we basically left off right when the magic stories had not were on a brief hiatus as well. Mm -hmm. Well, sort of. They kept happening, but they didn't have anything to do with the actual story until yep. the beginning of June, and then we were still gone for a bit. No, we yep. weren't gone, were we? Oh, wow, yeah, we've been gone for a bit. We've been, I think, let's see, almost a month at this point? Yep, yep, because it was travel, oh, and then more travel, and then, yeah, now you're in Scotland. I'm, I'm still home, but I'm currently working on a... I don't have days off schedule, so it's fun. Yeah, and then there's a lovely seven-hour time difference um, for uh, casting. Yeah, fun fact, it's 4.30 a.m. right now for me. Yep. Which... So hopefully we'll have a routine um, sometime, starting up sometime next week where things are a little bit more... Yes, this is, of course, operating on the assumption that I will get a day off one day. Fingers crossed and knocking on wood that we get some sort of, like, nice repetitive schedule so you know... Theoretically, we now have one, but we have to go through an entire week cycle to put it into it. So... We, well, like two days ago, finally started actually seeing stuff for Eldritch Moon. Which is the new upcoming set for MPG, which follows up Shadows of... So, it's what I called, however, I am not happy. Yeah, I mean, well, we both thought it was going to go in the direction it's going to be some sort of big Eldrazi madness yeah. um, coming in. It totally is. However, the way they're handling it is very... Um, how did you put it? It was like the Gatewatch is based, it's like... I think the best way to say it is, it's really heavy-handed, and it's kind of like, hey, remember Oath of the Gatewatch from six months ago? We kind of want to do that again. Yeah, where there's like this big, instead of it being, we so, what we were both kind of thinking it'd be was lovely, scintillatingly evil, creepy kind of, whereas it's more like... <sighs> I didn't, no, no, I was expecting it to be Emrakul the entire time. I wasn't expecting it to be literally... I, I recalled it from the very beginning. Nahiri is summoning Emrakul from the Blind Eternities, the mm -hmm. space in between planes where she has been moving around after Nyssa convinced her to uh, Zendikar. By convinced, I mean she opened a portal and was like, hey, do you want to go that way? Yeah. It, it has more mana than where we are, and she went, but... It's essentially going to be Gatewatch yeah, again. I did not expect, hey, Emrakul rose out of the ocean and is now attacking the entire plane of Innistrad all at once, and because she can't just suddenly have her book, she's just immediately corrupting things that have no choice in the matter, just like they are corrupted all of a sudden. Yeah. And suddenly it's, she has an army, and all the humans are fighting her army. It. This is exactly what Zendik was. Why are you doing it again? Like, the newest magic story literally ends with Jace planes walking away to go tell the rest of the Gatewatch, hey, you remember those two that we killed? There's one more we should go deal with on Estrad right now. Okay? Okay. Let's go. That and a stupid line about, he has friends now. God, I hate Jace. Let me see. Uh, oh my god. Let me see if I can find the actual line before see, I See, you have playing. the advantage of having read all the way through the new stories, whereas I, I only I read... I did not seriously read. So it's basically... <laughs> It's Tamio says that he, she will protect his mind to enable him to planeswalk because he's been going crazy and apparently doesn't realize it anymore. Uh, da, 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 da. He wanted to go to leave the world, leave the Titan, to return the world he had already saved. Zendikar, Seagate, the Merfolk, the Core, the Vampires together. Nissa would be there, her green eyes aglow, and Gideon with broad shoulders and witty smile. Well, look who decided to show up. Hey, Gideon, over here. 
dash Chandra, I assume means they're supposed to assume Chandra is speaking, is literally yeah. line. The, literally, line. that doesn't make sense grammatically. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Then, about time, the tromping of boots materialized in Jason's the afterimage of Emrakul looming above gave way to the smiling face of his friend. <laughs> literally, oh there's God. also a trailer now. That is that, cheesy. That is so cheesy. Yeah, there's a, there's a trailer that is actually pretty good in the middle of the access magic video that's a little bit dumb, but it's a five video, so it's perfectly fine to waste the time to watch through it, listen to overly hyperactive Mark Rosewater and I think it's Billy Wong? Uh, Jimmy Wong. Jimmy Wong, sorry. Um, who I actually knew who that was. I was really proud of myself because I watched I've watched video game high school and um Feast of, uh Feast what is that? His show on YouTube, Food. Uh, Feast of Food. No. I don't know. Moving on. Yeah. The guy who run is it Rocket Jump? I think it's Rocket Studio. It does. It is something that he runs now is called Rocket. Okay. Um, yes, him interviewing a remarkably excited Mark Rosewater. Oh, uh, he was like he was like jumping at. He almost was like bouncing chair. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's extra bad since they just established a little like he did his. Um, he did an article a few weeks ago that was like a roundup of things that were wrong with past sets or sets that fell flat, and one of them was. I know that technically this set has been done for two two-ish years, so mm -hmm. they couldn't go back and change it. But one of his big things was that Return to or Battle for Zendikar and Oath of the Gatewatch fell flat with players because they didn't return to Zendikar. They returned to Rise of the Eldrazi, and because it was just a big knockdown, dragout fight between the people who had become the become the Gatewatch and the Eldrazi, and that was it. And we came back to Innistrad, and this first set was, oh my god, it's Innistrad again. It's even like the great draft format. It's wonderful. Maybe some things are crazy, but it's not in the same way. And now it's a fight with the Eldrazi. God damn it. So to put it lightly, Steven is not the happiest about this. No, because like a couple of other people were hoping when they talked about, it'll be Emrakul, I was hoping that it would be Emrakul as this slow, subtle corruptor like it has apparently already been doing, since mm -hmm. there's already like Emrakuli things showing up across the plane. Now it's just she appears and things get horribly mutated by her presence. Yeah. They don't have any choice in it. There's people begging to be mutated by her that don't. So you were looking for more like this, this like subtle, uh, creeping kind of madness rather than bam, I, all out, everyone's going nutty. I was looking for a focus on let's play up the eldritch horror that you could get out of the Eldrazi, not the... Oh god, it's tentacles everywhere. Because Where it's, even just looking at the full art for Emerald Promise, it's tentacles everywhere. It's tentacles everywhere that are crushing cities and such, but there's no subtlety. Because a lot of people talk about how um, it's the idea of Cthulhu is this sort of ubiquitous thing. It's a sleeping uh, Eldritchian elder being. It's the closest thing that we have to an elder being that interacts with humanity in cosmic mm. horror and by interact with humanity it's asleep at the bottom of the ocean and sometimes its mind reaches out and accidentally does things yeah. there's one point where like an avatar of it shows up and someone tries to ram it with a boat that is the closest in any hp lovecraft story that you get to someone firing a gun or trying to stab cthulhu like there is no big stupid battle with it because looking at it causes you to go mad and sh your mind shreds itself the knowledge of what this thing that doesn't belong in our universe looks like that's what i was hoping they'd do with emrakul because you brought it to the horror plane <sighs> And now you've See, just made even it as like even as you're talking about, this, I have this great image in my head of what this could have been, like the art for that. Yeah. Like yeah. if you picture like someone kneeling um, by next to um, oh god the the cryptoliths ringing um, the beach where summoned from, but you have like one tent crawling up and wrapping itself in person cryptoliths, and that would be like beautifully creepy rather than oh my god, uh, Emrakul is attacking. Run would, for your lives. I would even say like. Maybe make it so that a couple of characters can see things that are horribly screwed up, but make it so that the rest of characters aren't seeing things screwed up. Like, uh... It's like they, maybe they could feeling it, but they don't see it, so it's driving... Maybe they don't even necessarily feel it. Like, there's just things. Not necessarily tentacles, because I don't know why tentacles is the go-to for unknowable thing, but for some reason it is. But just don't make it tentacles. Just make it something that this one person or these couple people like Jason, Tommy, looking out, see just there's something 
connected to all of these people's heads or necks or something. Make it be but something. But only they can see it. Yeah. And that everyone is acting pretty normal. But yeah, I don't. Just don't make it, hey, we're having another big fight with Eldrazi. It's a little obvious. It's, it's obvious. It's a little bit lazy. And we literally did it six months ago. We don't even have the excuse of, well, you have to deal with the same set and setting a full year now. It's, we did this six months ago at a completely different world. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, again, I see where this yeah. and like, I agree. It was kind of meh. I also have one minor complaint because a lot of the, like, oh my god, people are becoming corrupted is people ending up with, like, tentacle arms and stuff. Because this is a thing that just happened in Hearthstone already is literally they came out with... Like whispers, the octopus? No, they just came out with Whispers of the Old Gods, which just has a bunch of cards that are corrupted versions of cards they already have mm -hmm. that do like something similar and have similar stats look like it's supposed to be the same person but have just been corrupted because they have like tentacles or something it's played more for silliness in hearthstone because that's the way it, it's hearthstone you're expecting but it's still just like <sighs> we had a good real nice horror set again it did this also do not read emercool rises be just really not well written it's just uh like i'm skimming i was skinning it and it just it just meh. There's like some, there's really cool art in it, which makes me want to see what the cards are going to be that incorporate this art, but just the story itself. Yeah, it's just not good, and they keep doing this weird thing where people, instead of saying Emrakul, they're saying Emrakul, like, leave off the E, and, there's and an then apostrophe. Re replacing the something else, so it's like I apostrophe A-M-M-I-A-M-Rakul, so it's I am Emrakul, or I am Rakul as um, one word. And then there's like a or, Beamer cool or oh, armor cool. Yeah, they're armor. all they. It's just dumb, and it's just a whole bunch of people saying. There is one really cool thing. So there's one piece of art that we actually know what it's going to for, mostly because they say it above it, which is that subtitle "Skies Over Innistrad." Ooh, there's also Woodlands Fun for our land. That's from yeah. That's from where are we? yeah. I'm it, I'm skimming through right now, just trying to find it, and I'm just slightly distracted. It's down near it. the bottom. It's the second. It's the second to last piece of art. Mm, oh, okay, yep, see it. Yeah, this horrifying combination. Turns out, that's apparently what happens when uh, Gisela and Bruda are shoved together into one being by Emrakul. Yeah. Oh god, that's so creepy. Yeah, that that <laughs> is... so great. That is certainly oh, creepy. It's um, beautiful and terrifying. Imagine, if you will, assuming you can't see this art, um, you have two angels who pretty much the only thing that are even remotely humanish about them anymore are their faces which are also starting to degrade in fact yeah. i believe bruna who had the black hair has some sort of bizarre double top mouth like instead of a mouth she has uh the top of her mouth and then her cheeks descend down towards her chest as just like a gaping hole so she has two things of teeth pointed down it's like if you have, um, it's like a shark's mouth where you have, like, rows of behind one another. Except in this case, it's behind it's like, and below. Yeah, it's like a fanged jaw, like, top jaw. It's like a fanged, um, jaw, top jaw. Yeah. Like, and and it's vaguely human as well, which is kind of uncomfortable. It's frankly kind of Phyrexian more than me at this point, but eh. Amusingly, the artist who actually did it, I don't think even, looks like she didn't, he or she, Clint, so probably he did not do art for them for Eldrazi, like, uh, not for Eldrazi, for Inishar? Zendikar. Or, okay. Uh, not Zendikar, Phyrexia. He's never done a Phyrexian, but he has done a bunch of the new Eldrazi, so at least has some experience with that. He's done Dust Soccer, which is one of my personal favorites, because it's amazing. Uh, Fathom Feeder, uh, Nettle Drone, I thought there was another one, that, but maybe I'm lying. Anyway, he's done some very good Eldrazi art, so... I get the feeling that this was just a weird thing, especially since it basically has like one demon, one set of demonish wings, and then one set of still angels. But that's putting it, it's, it's like they're, if you look at the, it's, so there's two sets of wings. Actually, it looks like there's- There's four. Set, there, yeah, there, there are four each angel wings. had two sets of wings. No, there's a set in the, it looks like there's a set in the back that goes out and then another set is down. No, that that's the same the set, it's supposed to like arch around. Okay, well then if you look at the top of those, those are even starting to become like- yeah. Bone covered by stringy, torn ligaments. And... It's just out towards the edges where it's almost yeah. normal. Yeah, like it's still in the process. There's also two sets of arms, or no. So technically, it so the way it describes it is, uh, 
Emrakul's angel parted four wings, reached out with two arms, which is the big blue things, and cried with a single voice that sprang from two mouths, we are Emrakul. Well, its old four arms are tearing feverishly at its own chest. And those are the human arms. Yeah. Or the, and, okay, one of them so has way too many fingers. fingers. I was about, yeah, I was about to say, at least one of them has way too many. One of them has two fingers, and then one of them has too many. Yeah. And then it's just created some bizarre blue alien hand things. So yeah. I'll I'll be interested to see what this card ends up being, because it's horrible, horrifying. I would love to have like have this be a 3D model so I could like look at it from a goal. That I'm just, sounds like, fascinating. Well okay, yeah. I mean, it makes me think of some of the uh so I went to the Royal uh, College of Surgery in Edinburgh and they have a bunch of specimens and jars. This already sounds yeah, it makes me think of the specimen that I saw. Oh, good. <laughs> if you've ender, ever wondered why it is that it was initially believed when someone showed up with a platypus that they had just stitched one together, this is why. Because people yeah. just did that. I mean, T. Barnum have the Fiji mermaid, which was the top half of a monkey stitched to a fish. Yes. In, in and that, then mummified. Like, sort of professionally, but yeah. Yeah. like Or no, tax it together. Yeah. Um, but no, just like uh, looking at all the exposed bone and like blood vessels, capillaries kind of makes me think of looking at um, mm. jarred specimens. Just particularly the, disturbing jarred specimens. Pretty much, uh, since they had a collection of things that like, um, let's put it this way, they had some really creepy things just left over from, they collected like disease tissue and stuff that had mutated cancerous growths. Um, they had them in jars for your viewing pleasure. That is horrible. It was move, so great. Let's move on to what <laughs> Emrakul actually does. Okay, so there were four cards for this set so far that we've seen. So um, we're going to take uh, Emrakul, the Promised End, which, while I am still salty and bitter, is an amazing name. Yes, and then I'm also going to talk about that beautiful full art for that card because it is so pretty. Yeah, can you still link that to me so that I can yeah, see? Yeah, sure. Thank you. I just did a quick um, Google search and I found it and it's really pretty. <laughs> but I'll send it to you. Okay, so, so real quick, that is the looking at. So Emrakul Promised End. It is a 13 uh, cost card, so kind of anything. It is a legendary creature. Um, the card art, you see kind of a close-up of Emrakul um, with like this fissure parting in her head and tentacles warming out, curling and writhing horrendously. Very, very brutal. And you just see in the bottom of the card, like the faintest outline of a town that looks like it might be on fire. Um, so it's a legendary creature. Uh, thirteen, thirteen. Uh, Emrakul the Promised and costs one less to cast for each card type of cards. When you cast Emrakul, you gain control of target opponent during that player's turn. After that, the player takes extra turn. Flying protection from the flavor text and Enigma as seeing as love. I expect it'll be at least decent. Yes. Because um, yeah, it's a thirteen it's a souped up card. It's a thirteen, thirteen for thirteen, so it's perfectly on curve. <clears throat> You can get it down to cost six is the lowest in cost for more cheating, and even then, that's not in standard. You have to be playing at least modern or legacy because you need access to tribal cards. So you need to have the multiple card types in your yeah. to even be able to really drop down the card cost. Well, and that's just it, though. It's um, You can do that with Delirium, but to get it down as low as possible, you need access to tribal, and the only tribal cards are from... Lorwyn may have been some in Time Spiral because Time Spiral was dumb and weird. Uh, and there's a few tribal cards from the original Rise of the Eldrazi just because that was before they went, oh, this was a bad idea. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just they're weird cards from Lorwyn that were a new card type created so that they could give a sorcery the sub of Elf or Goblin or something so that it could play into the tribal mechanics of Lorwyn. Yeah, so... Pretty big card. You can get it. It looks like you can get it down. Um, art for this card is really pretty. It's really good. I actually like it better than Emrakul the Aeon's Torn, so that's nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at the art for that. It's That almost seems color-saturated. Well, no, that's supposed to be the idea, is that it does not belong in the world. Yeah. And part of that is just that it doesn't it doesn't make any sort of attempts to hide itself. It's just, it's there. Yeah. Well, no, I'm looking at Emrakul the Aeon. Uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any yeah. attempts to hide itself. This was Emrakul after being caged up for millennia and finally free. I will say that um, Emrakul the Promised End, the tentacles are a lot more organic than um, Aeon's. Because that's, that's, it looks like it took, um, 
it looks like ramen noodles in her uh, so her tentacles look like ramen noodles in Aeon's Torn, whereas in the promised end they're much more um natural like they make me think of act- an actual like octopus see in Aeon's Torn, i feel like it's actually just her entire design is significantly more except for the sort of like look like uh top she's more uh fractal based yeah but also a little bit more cartoonish rather than the horrifically organic a um, little bit but a lot of that song. also just had to do with setting that she was in like that was an art style that appealed but also just yeah the the sort of fractal nature it's very chaotic kind of random mm-hmm. uh in that she's also the only one of the eldrazi that doesn't just suck the mana out of everything she creates so it, i don't actually have a preference for either one they both seem very good uh in terms of art in terms of card aeon's turn is still probably a significantly better card just because it's kind of broken but Promised End, I think, is going to be good, because you've got the Mind Slaver-style effect, although a little bit less mean, because you let the opponent still have a not-crap turn afterwards. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of a, hey, so last turn I made you do all this dumb stuff, can you recover from that in a turn? Because if you can't, I'm hitting you with a flying 13-13 next turn. Yeah. Uh, I do like that it has protection for instance. So they can't just, like, throw something. Yeah. And the flavor text is sweet, but otherwise, yeah, I think it's going to be a perfectly fine card, and we don't know enough about the story for me to be happy or complaining about it just yet. <laughs> um, okay, full art for this card, uh, real quick that. Um, so, a full art card, um, what you don't see in the actual card itself is what looks like townspeople battling the armies, uh, battling Emrakul's um, contorted army. Um, so if you're looking at the card on the left hand side, you can see the townspeople wielding, I think someone has a pipe wrench, like in the very bottom, uh, like mid left on the bottom, there's, you can see like a big old wrench that someone is wielding. You didn't um, actually send me this art, so I don't. Oh, I did. Look at Skype. It's not that. Oh, <laughs> that's because I'm, in, I forgot to click enter. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like it's... I don't, I think you were giving that person too much credit. I'm pretty sure that's a piece of wood that someone's shoved two pieces of metal. No, you can see the bolt. It looks kind yeah, of like I'm pretty sure it's pipe rent. I'm pretty sure someone went, uh, 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 and grabbed pieces of metal that had, like, screws, it shoved like them through, hurt. screwed them on, and then drove some bolts onto the other side so that it wouldn't fall out. It totally... Okay, it looks like it could totally be a pipe wrench, but it kind of... (laughs) Maybe, but only for one very specific and very large size of bolt. (laughs) Okay, well, looking at it, you can kind of see um, the townspeople have grabbed Every, any, everything and anything that kind of came to hand to fight Emrakul's army. Um, Which is mostly made up of townspeople who were not able to find rules and instead turned into horrifying tentacle monsters. Yeah, there looks like... Um, so you saw the Pirates of Game films, right? Uh, some of them. Okay. Davy Jones, the tentacly beard. I think they look significantly less dumb than those. No, there there is someone like that in the corner. Yes, there's oh my like God. one person He's like that. He's got sideways teeth. He's got a sideways mouth. Seriously. Um, so like, the I can't, art has... I can't accurately describe this, but basically he's got a mouth that instead of opening up and down, it's sideways and sort of looks like it would do the insecty thing where if you'll put like your hands together, you can sort of do like a, uh, it opens out and like widens in a very strange way. I can't really mm-hmm. describe it, but, but it's, it's a very like, instant. Yeah. It's like very, it's doing out of the mouth, like it sprouted. Yeah, it's rather an insecty than... It's really creepy. It's kind of gory and red and gruesome. Yeah. And this is just because I have the card blown up so I can look at it uh, in closer detail. Um, just because I, I like, oh, good God. So when you're looking at the monster who's in the foreground, um, so... Who has at least most, like two arms on one side. Yeah, and all sorts of other creepiness coming out of his body. You look, you tend to look to the right and at like the monstrous arms and tentacliness. Look at his face. Oh yeah, his face is screwed. He's just got like screw mouths. I just have pustules. It's like it's not even like pustules melting. It's like um, it looks like water droplets, but like melting flesh. Except that that instead of it like his replaced his mouth. Just the lower half, basically below his nose, his face is melting in large pustule like burns. Yep. Yeah. And then that's pretty much the only recognizable human thing about him or her. The fighting townsfolk are remarkably nonplussed by this. Like, the guy who looks like a prospector. Yeah, he's just like, like, well, "Hmm." this is my day. This is my day now. This is my life. Instead of crushing boulders, I crush heads. I'm beating my former townsfolk to death with what we can't even see, but assume is just a pickaxe. Yeah, it looks like a pickaxe or something. He's got a wooden handle whose other end is obscured by some guy's head. 
Um, so that's the full art for Emrakul, The Promised End, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to see, um, like, just how this is going to go. Like, if there's going to be any other cards that, um, you know how in Innistrad, there were a lot of cards where you could kind of place where they were. Yeah, I'll bet settings. that there are probably a ton. I think I'm this is supposed be to be, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's the large city on the Nefalia coast. Oh, oh, Because yeah, yeah, she yeah. came out of It's the like drown- the Drownyard. Well, she came out of the Nefalia Drownyard. This is the yeah. city that's nearby. So, again, I'm really hoping that they have stuff from different angles, um, that you could see more of, like, these misshapen uh, creatures who've been affected by Emrakul. I'll bet that we... They make me so happy. They really do. Hang on. I'm going to try and search for... God, I hate trying to use... Do you want me to sag into the next card, or would... No, I'm just trying to... God damn it, stupid gatherer. Why would you, like, go back to base gatherer? It's like, oh, you want me to go back to the wizard site? No, no, I do not. Artist, there we go. I'm just trying to search for this artist because the name isn't sticking out to me. So I want to see if they've done anything else that I should remember. But we're looking at this on Mythic Spoiler because, of course, they put out a bunch of spoiler cards, but the card image gallery isn't up yet. (sighs) I really hate when I do that. Yeah. Add and search. Okay, so this artist has actually done a fair bit of stuff, and a fair bit of stuff for the past, for the old Innistrad set as well. What's the artist's name? Uh, Jamie Jones. Don't know if it's a guy or girl. Curse you and your non-gendered names. Oh, they did the Dragon Lord Colagon art. I, Lots of dragons, good few Eldrazi-ish things. Oh, they also did Heliod the Sun God, and the other Colagon. They have a very distinctive style of dragon, I'll give them that. Oh, and original Nyssa. God, that's dumb. Okay, uh, there we go. Ooh, okay. Uh, Jamie Jones, you have done some really sweet art. Also did, uh, World Breaker. Very striking. Yeah. I'm always surprised that World Breaker, like, okay, it's... Okay, I've seen, seen his dragon there. I've seen their dragons with a guy or a chick. Yeah, not sure. But, like, very spiny dragons. Very. I don't know if that's necessary. uh, nope, that is... But yeah, it looks like they tend to do very spiny dragons. God damn it. Um, great face. Oh my god. Jamie Jones, your website cool. is remarkably unhelpful about your gender. The about <laughs> page is literally, I am an illustrator and concept designer working in film, games, and print. My clients include Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, Disney, Paramount, Bungie, NCSoft, for NCSoft Blizzard, National Geographic, and Penguin Books. Like that, that, I'm trying to find out what gender you are, you unhelpful bort. I think I was going for Burke there and just couldn't finish. My brain doesn't work good. Yeah. <laughs> it's four something. It's now five a.m. I've been awake two hours. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, said, he or she. He or she has done some very good art for, including Worldbreaker, which is just an Eldrazi that I enjoy this style of. Uh, moving on to the most important card in the set for me after uh, five years. Hang on. When did original Innistrad come out? Innistrad uh, release date. That would help. No, that is Shadows Over Innistrad. Why do you hate me? Okay, Innistrad, released on September 30th, 2011. So, a little, uh, little bit less than for five years, we have been asking for a legendary werewolf. And they made it sound like, holy crap, we're getting one, we're getting one in Shadows Over Strahd. And they gave us a werewolf planeswalker who doesn't actually have the subtype of werewolf, so that's not helpful at all. And when asked... What happened to the legendary werewolf you said we were getting? They're like, look at that planeswalker over there. Literally, this is a quote. It was, uh, look at Arlen. That, and the person responded back, that's not a legendary creature. I can't use her as a commander. <sighs> we finally have one. I will point out again that in story, there are three that they could have used at any time and they could have just done anything for. But no, we have one. We have, it's a start. Yeah, it's a start. It only took five years. Ulrich of the Kralin Horde. For the generic, one red and one green. He is a 4-4 legendary creature human werewolf. He is a mythic rare. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into Ulrich of the Kralin Horde, target creature gets plus 4, plus 4, and end of turn. So, a 4-4 four, four for 5 that gives something plus 4, plus 4 when it enters the battlefield. So, sort of a 4-4 four, four with East. That seems pretty good. Not bad. Not great. However... It has the werewolf transform mechanic. Uh, at the beginning of each up, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Ulrich of the Kralin Horde, at which point he turns into 
Ulric Uncontested Alpha, which is a 6-6. Whenever this creature transforms into Ulric Uncontested Alpha, you may have it fight target non-werewolf creature you, <clears throat> you don't control. And then it has the werewolf flip back mechanic whenever two or more, uh, if two or more. <sighs> At the beginning of each upkeep, if a player casts two or more spells last turn, transform Ulric Contested Alpha. So no matter what, he's transforming and doing a thing, but without being as horribly powerful and kind of annoying as Huntmaster of the Fells. Are you live? I am. I was just listening. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I wasn't hearing anything at all. But yes, we finally have a legendary werewolf. He's a legendary werewolf who basically just goes, no matter what, we are fighting now. Either I'm going to punch you in the face, or I'm going to buff myself and punch you in the face, or I'm going to buff someone else and they're going to punch a face. Which one would you prefer? It's like, you have a choice. Me punching, or you get punched. Um, I was also reading the chatter uh, next to the card. I expect that most people are... Some people are excited about the fact that, oh my god, legendary werewolf, but also... I, I, I will point out that almost all of these are based on Facebook comments, yeah. so people are kind of crap. Yeah, they're doing the thing where they're, they, they're not happy. This is one of those things where I'm pretty sure this is why the comment system on Gatherer has been broken since like 2013, 2014, and Wizards has never mentioned that it's been broken and doesn't ever acknowledge it. So mm. I assume this has something like that. Like, they just, you just can't comment, basically, since I think Also, just like, people are ripping some of this card is kind of getting, it's getting very mixed. Um, on the one hand, a lot of it is, yay, werewolf. Oh my god, we finally get a legend to werewolf. Um, but I guess it just, I, people are saying that it's not enough. They don't, they were expecting more abilities. Um, I mean, to be fair, we had the Huntmaster of the Fells, which I also think just looks like better art in general. Because this is, I don't recognize this artist's name either, but it looks like he's sort of trying to imitate a Raymond Swanland-style art. But go look at Hunmaster of the Fells. This was a card that for, in uh, Dark Ascension, a mythic rare, honestly, Dark Ascension wasn't a good set. This card drove sales of the set, though. For two colorless and a red and green, it's a creature-human-werewolf. It's a two, though. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms Huntmaster of the Fells, put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield and gain two life. When it transforms, it is a 4-4 creature-werewolf with trample, and whenever this creature transforms into Ravager of the Fells, it deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one target creature that player controls. Compare that to what we're getting as a legendary werewolf, and I can see why people are being kind of salty. What is... I'm looking him up. Um, Slavomir Maniac? Yeah, I think so. I think that Slavomir, it's it's spelled with a W, I think it's Slavomir. Unfortunately, um, with... Uh, so we're looking at these on Mythic Spoiler, so the, yeah. the section where you can normally actually see horror text and the illustrator's name. Oh, Jamie Jones also did Coax from a Blind Eternities, which is our next card to talk about. Just realized there that. There we go. Jamie um, Jones. Like what you yeah. person. Okay, so it looks um, like it's a lot of some of Theros. Okay. So but, I'm looking here. I will send... I will actually click enter this link. Oh my goodness. <gasps> I know, right? Here we go. Oh, wow, that was not being super well. Okay, so he's done some... Yeah, it. a lot of his art really feels like he's trying to follow the style of Raymond Swanlin, but without his characteristic uh, debris. Um, let's see if I can just copy and paste his name over into Gather, just to see all of the stuff he's done, except Gather is a pile of crap and is hiding from me. Damn you, Gather, why would you do this? Ooh, yeah, I see what you mean. Since I, I just pulled up uh, Raymond Swanlin as just like a comparison. Similar style, but like... But Raymond Swanlin has been doing this for years. You don't get, so when you're looking at... Uh, Slavomir Maniac, um, when you're looking at their stuff, you don't get the same level of grandeur, which is what I'm I'm feeling when I'm looking at Raymond Swanlin. And if, whereas... Well, the thing is that when Swanlin doesn't do grandeur, he does deep nitty-gritty detail, which it feels more like what... Um, uh, the... Maniac. Maniac. Sorry, I was looking at his name going, I don't know how to pronounce this. Like <laughs> um, That's uh, my best guess. Sage of Ancient Lore and Werewolf of Ancient Hunger, which are the same card. It's the... Uh, Transform card from Shadows Over Innistrad is a perfect example of look at that and it looks like he's trying to end a Raymond Swanland style. Eh, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think that 
I don't like it. It's it's the problem of this is sort of an underwhelming legendary card. Like still, it is good. I, it's like if you, it looks muted almost. Yeah, but I I'd like to reinforce that I think this is a perfectly fine card. The problem is just that people wanted a werewolf commander, and this is a commander, a werewolf who can be a commander that feels less impressive than some of the cards we've already had. So I can understand why people are a little bit bitter about it. I just personally, like, frankly, the Ulrich side looks sweet. Like, that art is... I'm not a fan of the Wolf side, though. But the Ulrich side looks amazing. If they do any sort of, like, blown-up version of that art, I will grab it immediately. Are you... Why are you loading so slow? <laughs> okay, that's better. Sorry, I was trying to pull stuff back up again, and it just was... The tabs were loading. Uh, do you want to pull the Cokes? Yes, uh, one my... So you might actually have to do that one, since my computer is being herp to derp Okay. So you might have to do that one more. Okay, well then I will start on that. Coax from the Blind Eternities, for two colors and a blue, is a rare sorcery. It's an Eldrazi wish card. Like, literally. Uh, wish cards are cards that basically say, you may choose some sort of card with some sort of stipulation from uh, outside the game, and then either put it into your hand or put it into play. Basically, it's a way to go... I need a card, put it in my hand. It's the way that one of the two flavors of Storm usually wins. I think it's Tess is the one that does that basically plays some sort of build up a massive storm count, play a wish, and then pull whatever its win condition is out of its sideboard. Um, Coax from the Blind Eternities is you may choose an Eldrazi card you own from outside the game or in exile, which is a new clause. Reveal that card, put it into your hand. So it's basically a, here's how I get the card I need to win. I don't know how great it'll be, but we'll have to wait and see. At Nahiri's call, who will traverse the vast emptiness between the plane arrived on Innistrad. So at least we know for sure, totally, totally Nahiri's fault. Definitely. 100%, there is no argument. Nope, I mean, and it's also just like coming up with that lovely Drownyard Temple. Cryptolith Circle. I like that it's starting to come through, but we know how big it is, and it's probably just going to, like, destroy that entire area. Yeah. I like, like to think... You just see, like, the, the crest of top. I like to think that all those people in that art are the zombies that we got what's-her-name to make for her. Oh, um, Gisa. Yeah, got Gisa to make for her, and they're all just going, like, I wonder why we're standing here, and then a few seconds later, he's she is going to burst fully formed through there, and every one of those cryptoliths is just screwed, and so is everyone near them. Like, the, you look at uh, the Emrakul Rises story, there's this art for uh, for Cokes from the Blind Eternities, and then right below that is the art for Emrakul bursting from this temple, and you can see a bunch of the cryptoliths are basically, the earth that they were standing on is flowing away underneath this massive wave that she's created, like a, uh, yeah, tsunami. Yeah. She's just created a circular tsunami expanding outward from her. I mean, it's like if you drop a pebble into a pond, the big old ring, and I feel like it would be the same for breaking the surface. Well, except in this case, it's she wasn't even there before, so first you have no, the fact like, that... bursting. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, is first you have water displacement of she has entered into being in the center of the sea. So then the water and then is also rise because of that. And then she's also expanding outward out of the sea yeah. as she leaves, so double tsunami. Precisely, it's gonna be fun. Double explosive decompression? Recompression? Tsunami? Basically, I don't. if you live on the coast, little bit screwed. Well, double so, because she immediately went to the one big city there and decided <laughs> to screw it up. You know, that's, I guess you could say that my, um, what is, I guess you could say that my, uh, where I was thinking was a little small and the large, uh. Yeah, like, if you live directly on the coast, you probably drowned or were beaten to death by a giant wave. And, uh, if you didn't live on the coast, well, maybe you're a crazy tentacle zombie now. Otherwise, you're probably fighting your neighbors and some giant horrifying from the sky. And then your neighbors who have turned into giants. Exactly. Yes, lovely and gooey and all the joy of this new set. See, that's that's kind of like, I'm excited about all of the really cool mutations that are going to be happening, because that makes me really happy. See, and that's the part of why I'm okay with, like, the Hearthstone set, Whispers of the Old Gods, because it was, they even marketed it as basically a what-if set, where it's like, this isn't canon, this is just what-if, because yeah. there's an established, like, wow canon, so they'd want to go, let's completely screw it up. So there's cards like Ragnaros, the Light Cough, Lord. George Lucas, <coughs> Star Wars. Yeah. But this is where it's things like you have an established villain, Ragnaros the Fire Lord. He is the elemental lord of fire, and he hates everyone. So they made a silly card, Ragnaros the Light Lord, who is the same stats, except he's allowed to attack. 
And instead of what the original Ragnaros did, which was just randomly, he's an 8-8, he can just throw 8 damage around at the end of turn at something. You don't mm-hmm. pick, he, ju- he just decides, like, that thing looked at me funny, I'm going to throw an 8 damage fireball at it. But the new one can attack, and instead is an 8-8 that heals something random on your side at the end of turn. Because he's a paladin now. <laughs> it's dumb and silly. This is not. This is just like... <sighs> I am I am holding out hope that they will do something weird and change it, and I will get happier. Fingers crossed. Okay, so shall we go on to the last card? Uh, Yes. Well, the half a card we have is the it, last card. It, so we get to see the backside of a flip card. Um, so this is Hanweir, the Riding Township. And we do and... have it really quickly. We do have established that Hanweir is a town in... Uh, it seems to be somewhere between Gav, not Gavin, yeah, between Gaviny and Thraben. Like, it's sort of on the edge of, uh, not the Ubenwald, but out on the edge of the wilds, effectively. They have, I don't believe they have any established dealing, uh, problems with, like, vampires or anything, but they are established to have some trouble with, uh, werewolves. And they are generally white and green. Okay, so it looks like, so what we're seeing is, um, the flip side of it. So it's a legendary creature, Eldrazi and I'm trying to pull up a full, a better art of this to look at since, um, since we're on, since I'm on Mythic Spoiler, it just, I, it's not super clear. Yeah, there. I don't believe there's better art because it was shown in a, the only play, its source is a U video, so. Oh, hello. I have found you. But I found I just a full don't... art of it, but that's oh. linky link. Okay, that's, it's, it's a little bit better. Hit enter. I, <laughs> I'm, ca- hang on just a sec. I'm gonna, I will actually, like, send it to you this time because I am notorious for, like, even with text news, I'll have a text message and ready to go, but then I won't actually click enter. Well, um, while we did the art, I want to say that um, this is the back half of half transformed. We don't know what it's transformed from. Yeah. Some people have speculated that it might be a land. I can almost yeah. guarantee it's not a land because its collector number is 130 out of 205. Lands tend to be at the very end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's also probably then not a white card on its other side because white comes... Technically first, but second after Colorless Eldrazi, which it reminds me, Emrakul is number five, so there's more plain Colorless Eldrazi as well. Yes, and so a little bit about this card. Um, it's got Trample and Haste. Whenever Hanweir, the Riding Township, attacks three two Colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Two, and this three, is the seventh. Two. Yeah. So did I say that? No, you said put three two Colorless. Oh, sorry. Two, th- <laughs> two, three, two, colorless Aldrazi horror creature tapped and attacking. I like that it, they're also attacking when you come down, because um, that's just like, uh, so be horrible. Um, this art is... I know, right? Isn't that uh, cute? Because initially you just look at it and go like, oh yeah, there's it's like a Howl's Moving Castle made out of tentacles and buildings and like weapons and stuff. Every single one of those weapons is attached to an arm. Yep. Uh, and if you and zoom there's a good in, few, like, faces and things sticking out of the mass. Yep. And you can just see, if you get close to it, it's, oh, it's so creepy. It's like everything has grown together. Those are little limbs, and there are people's arms and faces that are just trapped. It there's also a sheep. Alive. There's sheep. Yes. There is a sheep. There's a sheep who is <laughs> caught between, like, a guy with one of the wonderful trifold Innistrad hats and a woman who looks to be in plate armor. Like, basically, that front bow tentacle, there's a sheep on the inside of the bow. Pretty much. Um, I'm kind of liking, so on the, so the tentacle to the right of that, it looks like there's someone who is aware of what's going on. A little bit? I'm not sure, though. Either I I, I'm choosing to believe he's not, because that would suck. I'm, I'm hoping that he is, just to be that much more horrifying. I do like the base of that front tentacle. Looks like it's also partially made out of street. Yeah. Like, like there's sort of a scale scaled there, and when you zoom in, it looks like it's just Boltstone Street. Yep. Yeah, that um, seems horrifying. <clears throat> the art for this is thing. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm betting this will probably be some sort of land-based enchantment, maybe in black, God, that when so... when the land is destroyed, you form it in this, but we'll mm. see. Oh, <clears throat> there is a new transformation symbol up in the top left. So yeah. instead of the sun and moon, this one on this side looks like an Emrakul esque symbol. Don't know what the other side is though. Um, but it's not the Emrakul that you see in as the um, set symbol. Yeah, not quite as the set symbol. I think it's supposed to be a little bit more like less rounded, more there's a clear top and bottom, I guess. Yeah, tentacly. Yep. 
it's it's pretty clear what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I am very curious to see what the flip for this card is. Is there? Have you seen a release date for the cards yet? I think when officially seen... spoilers start on Monday. Ooh, next Monday? Yeah, because they okay. did the weird thing where they decided to put a few things out early, but they always do that now. So, mm-hmm. um, so. speaking about early, uh, things that are going to be in the pre-release. Yes. Um, admittedly, they're doing a weird thing where they decide to show us all the pre-release stuff without having announced what packs look like, so we only yeah. know what one of them looks like. But yeah. So it looks like you're going to be getting your standard six packs and a dice. Um, and the packs that you're going to be getting, it looks like they're in the set that they're showing um, on the MTG site. You're going to be getting two Innistrad and then four Eldritch Moon. The pack art that owing us is Liliana. And it seems like there's a very good chance that... <sighs> I don't think that Liliana is going to be joining the Gatewatch, but... I feel like she's going to be helping out with someone. I don't know if helping out is the correct one. We know that, watch the trailer from the uh, Access Magic thing, that Liliana is creating a massive army of zombies mm-hmm. to send after um, Emrakul, basically. Yeah. So but I don't know if she's going she's to... Trying to help. It's like it's almost like she's helping Jace. I don't Jace think she's helping Jace. Her. I think she's helping her plane. This is her home. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so it looks like you'll be getting uh, six packs, two from Innistrad, four from Eldritch Moon, um, the dice, I kind of like this one, instead of, instead of um, being a color, it's stark white, stark black, um, numbering with the uh, symbol for Eldritch Moon, which looks like a very, very stylized emrakul with kind of a keyhole in the center. Yeah. Almost as if, like, she has been unlocked, which is how um, I'm interpreting Maybe. That is very... It's specific. reaching. No, but... it's the reaching, yes, the keyhole, not so much. At least it's, um, it's, it's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, but in, yeah, just I know some people have talked about how uh, this is, oh my god, they're having Liliana join the Gatewatch because there's still only four people in it and there's still no Black Planeswalker. I'm pretty sure she only is going to be doing stuff this set because y'all messed with my home plane, which means it's time for me to screw you. Pretty much. So I doubt that she'll be joining the Gatewatch, but we'll see. I mean, she's still very powerful, and she has a few... She acts she has... in her own self-interest. I think she has one or two more of the demons that she needs to kill, but otherwise I don't think she has a ton of stuff yes. that she needs to get done. Yeah. So it's her just, story. It, well, and she's also going kind of nutty already. She's going nutty-er. She's already kind of nut bars, but, like, Ow. it's getting worse. Um, The whole stuff with the Raven Man in the second story that she's in, I don't know if that's technically crazy. So there's a weird. I think she's thing. going a little nuttier, and also like um the the chain veil is making things. So I'm not entirely sure because yes, the Raven Man definitely is weird. He's the guy who partially convinced her to uh do the thing that caused her spark to ignite was basically try and save her brother with the thing that made him into a zombie that caused her to her spark to ignite to send her here. He seems mm-hmm. to be a planeswalker of some sort because he's here on Innistrad now for home plane. Yep. Um, and but he... the thing is, Jace can't. Yeah. Only Liliana. He... Yeah, but that doesn't say a ton. Plus, Jace was at bars. Yeah, it's like an Innistrad is starting to get to a little bit. Yeah. And the Raven Man did send Liliana after the Chain Veil so that she could have the power to start killing the two ha- she had a contract with. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she basically managed to pawn most of the Chain Veil curse off on Garrick, which is why he's still loony. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to wait and see. Like, I don't think she's actually that crazy. I think she's fairly aware of most of the things she's doing. But we'll have to see. It's more like she's just going slightly sideways. Maybe yeah. not like full on numbers. She's definitely becoming rather isolationist. Um, anything else to talk about? Oh, I, oh, token, the token. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot we did the token. Yeah. First of all, this is not replacing the rare or mythic that you'll still get no matter what. So what you will be getting is a premium double face zombie token. And they, uh, they have a double sided zombie token, um, with two different uh, zombies, which kind of cool that they have them. Um, but you were saying that you kind of would have liked to have, instead of them both be zombies, uh, have some, have like one, have a zombie and then something else. Yeah, just because the point of double face tokens is that if I wanted zombie tokens, I could just use the zombie tokens that have an ad or something on the back instead. The point of double faced is when you do something where, well, I might need these two different tokens, but I might not always need them at the same time. So like, uh, I don't think it was a bunch of the older, not older, a bunch of the uh, the, what the hell are they called? Dual decks have double face mm-hmm. tokens where it'll be like, this one has an angel on one side and a demon on the other side, just so you can swap between ones that you may not have out at the same time. 
so that you don't have as many cards, but eh, <clears throat> that's just me complaining. Double face tokens are sweet. I have no problem with They're cool. Yeah. Let's see. I'm also trying to figure out if like, there is a um, place I can go to do the release in uh, Surround. Okay. Looks like there's a Forbidden Planet, though. Okay. It. Well, um, I don't think I'm gonna try we to have to... too much more to actually talk about, though. Not really. There's not, I mean, so far there's not a huge amount out yet, um, but we've kind of gone over what there is. Um, there are three stories so far, three chapters of the magic story uh, that are published so far. We've kind of briefly talked about one of them, um, like, or some of the, some of the weirdness that is brought up in it. But I guess we're going to just have to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I definitely suggest go out and read stories that we've got so far. Watch the Access Magic. Watch the actual Access Magic, not anyone who's posting the trailer or whatever. Just go watch it. Yeah. It's not that long. It's like a five, five, five-ish. Yeah. And you can, uh, sk- if you really want to, you can skip over Excited Mark Rosewater just to the actual trailer. It's good. So most of the trailers in the past have been good. So just check it out. None of the stories are terrible. Emrakul Rises is not good, but not bad. And I'll be finished myself. I'm going to eventually read Archmage of Gold Knight, because I've now read the other two. Anyway, I think there's not too much more we have to say besides mm-hmm. contact info. Nope. Okay. Well, then, you can find everything we do at nian.net. That's N-I-I-A-N dot net. Uh, you can find all of the YouTube series and such that I do, which are coming off hiatus because I'm back in town and will one day have days off again. Same reason why we were on Hades for this show. Yep. Uh, at the Lair of Lore. Um, I can be found on Twitter, albeit sporadically, at Cap America, spelled like you expect it is. And you can find all of our stuff on Facebook and I think technically plus as the Lair of Lore as well. I think um, that's all I've got. Yeah, no, um, all my contact info is going to be in the show notes at the bottom. Um, you can find me on my Tumblr, um, princesspeakablepercrastinator.tumblr. Dot, dot, believe it is, or no, dot com, um, dot tumblr.com. So you can find me there. You can also access, access uh, the stuff that I post through nian.net and just get a hold of me through there. Yep. Um, oh, yes, and you can email both of us at info at nian.net as well. Yes, and... Hopefully, uh, I will be able to start back up with my movie cast, um, and I'll also be on my personal Tumblr. We'll be uploading photos from my Scotland adventures, um, little audio diaries of what I've been doing. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, oh, before I forget as well, we do have our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash layer of lore. If you want to support all of the stuff we do, you can get access to the Derpy Puppy Feed, which is exactly what it sounds like, or... Let's see. The extra bits. Uh, the, yeah. Well, first of all, there's all of the stuff that we do 24 to 48-ish hours early, depending on what it is. And yes, the extra bits, which is the stuff we record before and after this podcast and any others that we start where we are uncensored and somehow sillier. So if you want to hear any of that, please check out our Patreon. And last but not least, there has been some weird stuff going on, largely with MTGcast things. This will not affect us deeply because we are very good about making sure that to take some of the pain off MTGCast, we do not host our stuff on them. We host them on our site and cross-post it, so they have less stuff to deal with from us. Yeah. But there uh, is a reinforced idea of making certain people pay for certain things, and we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, we do highly encourage everyone, go check out MTGCast, see if you maybe want to support it. It's literally, you can just sign up to a $5 donation. Anything, like, anything at all helps. Five, three, they have a three, five, ten, whatever you want to do. If you can help out, this is free for the casters, it's free for you as the listeners, but it is not free. They've gone over the numbers with us a time or two, and it is not free. So. And the thing is, they allow for so many different podcasts to have really cool content, and if you go and look up, look on the site, there's so many different things on listen to. It's worth it, it yeah. really is. They make it possible for us to do this. Well, not us, but it makes it possible for a lot of <laughs> other people. So yeah. please feel free to go check that out. See if you want to help out the quiet speculation overlords to maybe one day be in the black again. Thank you all very much, and we will see you next time. Bye.